I'm finna put all this in my book bag, cause I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. Boom, what's going on? It's your boy Ambition, and today with me I have Ari. Hey, hey, hey. Ari, you wanna go ahead and introduce yourself, tell the people what you do? Um, I am Ari. I am the owner of Head Shoon, which is a handmade luxury body skincare brand, as well as I am the graphic designer at AK Essentials, which is a branding and marketing agency. Okay. Why did you say graphic designer instead of owner, CEO? Well, CEO, technically, I'm the owner. <laughs> um, role I like the most. Mm. I like that. I like that. It, it's It's important that we remind ourselves mm -hmm. what it is that we like to do not just accept the title that comes along right with the i guess the nomenclature of a business just because you start a business and you are a ceo doesn't mean you are a ceo right and for a lot of people that's not necessarily their goal they started with something that they like to do and they may have found themselves in that position interestingly i think this is a nice segue mm -hmm. into our topic of the night because when you find yourself trying to do that thing that you don't like to do in your business right mm -hmm. and for a lot of people that may be the back end portion of your business uh scheduling dealing with clients customer service isn't a lot of people's forte mm -hmm. right um Things can get dropped to the side, and that doesn't speak to the professionalism of your business, right? That doesn't speak to the professionalism of your business, mm -hmm. contrary to popular belief. Everybody thinks that it's professionalism, and they say, oh, that's not professional, that's not professional, that's not professional. I've said it once, I've said it before, uh, I'll say it again. Professionalism is nothing but a set of standards that are aesthetic, that basically reproduce bias and prejudice standards if you want to make the jump in your mind to what i'm talking about go ahead not that i can't say it i just don't feel like it what's your thoughts on that Ari? um i i don't i don't disagree and a lot of times it, it really is just to make whoever it is that you're working with or for a lot more comfortable and it has nine times out of ten nothing to do with the actual skill that you have or the ability to um, just kind of show up in a way that that's necessary for your business the way that you're looking on the outside don't got nothing to do with that at all mm -hmm. right and that's a point that we've been trying to make very clear with our businesses we've been trying very hard to make it so that we show up the way we do in our everyday lives but listen this um aesthetically pleasing and that that that's not me i'm not going to be clean cut i'm not going to be wearing a suit i'm not going to do all of those things right i'm not going to do the external things to make people feel better about who i am Right? Because the people who I looked up to most mm -hmm. 
did not have to do that. Right. I say I say this all the time. Bob Marley took care of over four thousand people. He guided four thousand people directly. I'm saying that with his millions of dollars, he had four thousand people living in his compounds. Mm-hmm. This is a verifiable fact, right? So now when you look at that and you now jump to today, mm-hmm. what are we doing with our millions, right? I'm not saying that you should take care of everybody. God knows it's not possible in the way that I'm talking about, but all right, look at J. Cole. That's very Bob Marley-esque, what he's doing right. with single mothers over in uh, Fayetteville. Go check that out. Google it if you haven't uh, heard, right? So... This idea of taking care of people, um, it has to be evident in your business. Yes. Right? It most definitely does. It's not just about taking people along. What happens is we as people internalize a lot of trauma. And our businesses are whole new entities that are trauma-free at the moment. You get what I mean? Yes. Um, Then they start interacting with the parent Mm -hmm. right who is the ceo in this case Mm -hmm. and let me rewind and tell you guys exactly what um a very prominent business coach uh told me um coach terrell jones right if you guys ever get a chance to go look him up at coach terrell jones um i think it's at coach terrell jones i'll I'll make sure i fix that I'll, i'll grab it here in a second but he the first um day in his course right he has a certification course for business coaches first day in his course he tells us he's been told by all the professionals all the who's who's Mm -hmm. in the industry business is just an experiment right and i can't disagree most definitely is there's very little things that you can think of that you can't do in business and even all the bureaucratic stuff i've watched it with very large companies that were just absorbed into multi-billion dollar companies they were already a multi-billion dollar company Mm -hmm. but because they were still considered a startup there was so much bureaucracy that was not in place right right and starting at this position now i'm talking about myself as a cybersecurity professional Right. This is getting in corporate America, and I'm a consultant for this multi-billion dollar company. <clears throat> and this is like my dream job mm-hmm. because they don't have any of the bureaucracy. Right. But before we get started on our small businesses, what are we worried about? Can I do that? Is that legal? Can I do this? Can I do that? Listen, I'm not telling you to go out there and do anything illegal, but I will tell you, um, nobody who starts a business starts it out official. Right. Right? But your reputation with your customers must be impeccable. Yep. That's all the government wants to verify. They want to make sure two things. You're doing right by the customer. Mm Mm-hmm. And that they get their money. Right. Other than that... They don't care what you not do. Not worried about it. Right. If people are going to come complain to the government about what you do in mm-hmm. your business, then th- this is really some of the stuff that we don't get told as small 
business owners starting up, entrepreneurs, people who just have dreams of doing something crazy and big. And we're like, can I do that? Is it legal for me to do that? Well, I need to go get my license. I need to go get this. I need to go get that. I need to go get this. And then we start looking at the bureaucratic paper push. Well. And we get distracted and upset. So we're going to talk about some solutions to that today. But um, what do you think about that so far? I was just going to say, well, let's be real. It, it's not just a concern about how you look professional to the government, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of it is how you look professional to the people as well. Right. And being very concerned with that and making the presentation... Um, making the presentation really look a certain way mm-hmm. when like you said we're not making sure that a lot of small businesses are not making sure that their reputation with their people and their customers is actually the number one priority right so even though everything looks great when I'm now dealing with you in your business I'm not getting um the customer service or the interaction that I'm expecting to get because I saw all of the professional, quote-unquote, professional things you did, Mm -hmm. which is making me want to work with you in the first place. But then when I work with you, it's not matching up. So my recommendation, this is the first solution that I'm going to talk about. Stop talking about professionalism when it comes to businesses whether you're a consumer or an aspiring business owner or a veteran business owner, stop saying the fucking word professional and start talking about your quality, Mm -hmm. either the quality of your customer service, the quality of your maintenance and upkeep, the quality of your customer relation. That's right. Because let's talk about all of these things. I don't think people understand what business is really about and the quality of your actual product and service. Quality control should be one of the first things that you implement in your business. And it's not hard to implement it. Not at all. It's literally an eyeball check. Yep. Right? You, the business owner, the person who's doing this, hmm, that looks good. Nah, that don't look good. I don't think that's how this company should be represented. But this goes back to something we said last year. Uh-huh. Right? What are the first two things that we discovered last year when we were doing business coaching that every company needs so that they can tell other people who come to work for them or they can tell their consumers exactly what they're about and what they stand for. Oh, that mission statement and those values mission statement and values right Mm -hmm. what are you here for what are you trying to do right these are things that are really important but even extending on that this is what what continues to make sure that you take um, that time and care with the customers that are coming with you is really making sure that your mission statement and your values are working within the story that your brand is telling because that story is supposed to include mm-hmm. your people, your customers, your clients. It, it, it's supposed to involve them. It's not about you 
it's everything about what you're providing to your people and why you're doing it in the first place. And that's something that is very interesting in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I've recently learned to watch out for. Uh-huh. Um, not just with the businesses that I'm going to be working with, but with the actual people. Mm-hmm. And with their commitment to the aesthetic so when i say that and we're talking about social media you know immediately i'm talking about influencers right i don't have a problem working with influencers i have a problem working with influencers that don't have purpose that don't care about people and only care about themselves right and it's not saying that you only care about yourself in this way, like you're unempathetic or you're unsympathetic. What it really means is you only care about yourself in this way that is blinding to how careless you're being. Right. With something that could be very impactful or destructive Mm -hmm. in people's lives, and that's your business. Right. And we don't, we really don't look at how that really is impact, being impactful and being destructive is really on the same line. And it's very easy to uh, cross over into the destructive arena if there is not a uh, purpose uh, behind why you're doing this in the first place. I think with the influencer space, um, as everything does on the internet, it's like the wild, wild west. Everybody's defining whatever rules for that space by doing whatever it is that they want. And so when the influencer space originally started, it was people trying to get noticed by brands so that they can make the money. Mm-hmm. But now we're really paying attention even with advertising and marketing we're paying attention to um how our business is impacting and affecting the people so that thing translates even to the influencer space right you can't be doing this influencer thing simply because you want to make money from these brands that that's when your ego starts kicking in and you reach a point where you start treating your people not not the right way right. but if you've got a purpose and you really sit behind that purpose mm-hmm. then you're you're always going to make sure that um the ways that you you are influencing people you're aiming to be as impactful as you can be that's where we get these um these business owners right and it's bus- so long as you are selling a product and somebody is handing money you're in business yep Right. Contrary to popular belief, even if you have a job, you're in business. Yeah. There are places that you can get to within employment where you can move. That's what's called an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. An entrepreneur is somebody who shows up at work and does whatever the fuck they want to do. Right. In that company, because everybody in that company knows when that guy moves on something, that it'll be greatly done. Right. Right. I've seen these people at almost every company I've went to. Right. Mm -hmm. Last company I was at. We'll call the guy Jay. 
mm-hmm. right? Has a fucking phenomenal brain, bro. When I say he's sitting down explaining shit to me, and I'm not, this isn't to toot my horn, but it's not too often that I end up in conversations where I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's not too often that I end up in conversations that go over my head, but he's explaining things that I have dedicated mm-hmm. 10 plus years to at this point. And making me look like a beginner in this thing. And I was like, wow. You have no life, huh? (laughs) Right? But this guy gets to do whatever he wants to do at the company. So there are... So if you're in a job, you are in business. I say that to say, you're in business. Mm -hmm. And in walks the customer. And the customer has an expectation of this business and you have an expectation of the customer. Right. The expectation is that you're going to trade something, mm-hmm. right? With due diligence, due mm-hmm. care, and with an earnest effort that you will deliver on the promises mm-hmm. and in return, they're gonna give you money, right. right? They're gonna give you stored up energy that they kept right. and say, boom, here you go for that. When the customer doesn't get what they want, mm-hmm. Whether it's your fault, their fault, uh, a falling meteor from the sky's fault. Right. (laughs) Right? It doesn't matter whose fault it is. You're in business. Mm -hmm. So you have to answer for that. Money exchanged hands and somebody didn't get what they want. Answer for that. These built multi-billion dollar companies, Fortune 500 companies have programs called incident response programs that have them run through mock-ups of how they're going to handle situations, Mm -hmm. right, before they ever happen. So when, like, you remember a couple years back when we kept on having a whole bunch of oil spills, Right. right, those companies already had prepackaged responses. Yep. To deal with those situations. Right. Because what they wanted to do was mitigate mm-hmm. the blow to the consumer. Yeah. They don't want you to feel like they don't give a fuck. Right. So they're thinking ahead. Right. So now let's talk about the one thing that I think should be maintained from secular society businesses or traditional businesses over into entrepreneurship, new businesses. Mm-hmm. Take care of your consumer. Oh. When, again, I go back to when all of well, this... Hold on, let me say that uh-huh. correctly. Take care of how your consumer feels. Right. <laughs> um, but I go back to the same thing with the influencer age. The entrepreneur age came right around the same time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these things really started um, with ego. I don't want to work this job and work for anybody anymore, so I'm going to start my own business, right? It's going to be about me. But like you said, people weren't looking at the fact that when you are going to a job in nine to five, you essentially come in originally as a freelancer, you find the job, they hire you on, you're trading the services and the skills that you have 
for the money that they're going to pay you for doing those tasks, right? You, in that position, you call that person your boss, right? But when you leave to start your own business, whether you're selling a product or a server a service to the consumer or another business, right? You don't call them your boss anymore, but they can become your client. And there's a certain way that you still have to show up and serve that client to receive that money, to receive those things. And if that person isn't receiving what they expected, then then they, they don't feel entitled to pay you and they're willing to ask you for what it is that they did pay back. You got to remember, just because you're leaving your 9 to 5 job doesn't mean that this piece of it, yeah. where you're trading what you do or what you make for somebody else to pay you, mm-hmm. that process is still there. You can't tell that person, I'm going to take your money and F you. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to give you nothing. You get nothing. Right. So it, it, it's much like, I, I wanted to tell this story because this is a situation where we even do it between business owners. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced this. So I was, I'm going to tell people my, um, what is this, 2016, 2017 run at a new business, right? I started a corporation. This was the first corporation that I started. I had started LLCs before this. Um, so I'm really excited and I'm really running with it because I'm also in this new career field within my military career. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I carry on this legacy. Um, and I'm working closely with this nonprofit. Right? I volunteer there. Um, you know, my mentors are chairmen on the board. We do martial arts there on Sundays. All of that stuff, right? So the director, right, mm-hmm. who had left corporate America as well, right? She, she had already done... So I'm looking up to her. Right. Right? Um, I'm not idolizing her but I I do understand that there are some things that she could teach me Mm -hmm. right um and she uses this to her advantage so what we what she was doing was she needed a grant so she was attempting to get a hundred thousand dollar grant and the information that I provided to help her uh write out the plan for the technology lab Mm-hmm. was about $24,000 and that included my setup fee of 1500 right? Uh, she does get the grant. Mm-hmm. They get the grant. She takes the she takes the money and does whatever but she only buys $3,000 worth of equipment. And then she says I'm not comfortable with 1500 not comfortable with paying you fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm comfortable with paying you nine hundred. Right. Mm-hmm. I think actually I threw back the nine hundred figure. Right. Right. I was highly motivated to work with this this nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Right. It's community driven. I'm new to the the whole area. I don't know anyone, and everybody that I'm interacted with mm-hmm. knows this person. 
and this person is doing a whole bunch for the community with the children. So I'm like, look, all right, I'll take 900. I'm giving her weekly updates, status updates, emails. I'm, I'm going by the book, right? Mm-hmm. By the book and beyond. And then we get, I get done with the $3,000 worth of equipment, which was actually more work than if she would have got the more, more equipment, right? She got less equipment, but it was still more work. Mm-hmm. Um, in, a, in a very meh way, too. It was, she downgraded on the version of the operating system. So I literally had to one by one re-image and set up each laptop. Uh-huh. Um, and that would, that took a long time. So as I'm sitting here, I get back, I get all this stuff uh, back to her. And she goes, well, no, for what you did, I'm not comfortable with 900. How are you determining that, ma'am? At this point, I, I feel defeated. Right. Right? I'm, remember, I'm a new business owner. I was just trying some shit. Yeah. She says, okay. I say, okay, what are you comfortable with? She says, 300. I say, all right, cool. I'll take it. Whatever. Right? I feel a little raw about this, so I go to my mentor. I tell him about it. Right? What's he saying? <clears throat> he, him being somebody that I respect, he says, um, mm. he, he, he gives me one of those, and then he says, uh, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows uh, that you tried to do the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a little long down the line, I hear that um, she was basically traveling, right? Mm-hmm. And there was some, you know, scuttlebutt. I don't have any say in whether that's true or not, not my business, um, that she may have use some of the nonprofit money to go do uh, some personal things like travel. Um, and again, that makes me feel a little bit more raw because like, man, I helped. Right. I helped you do that. Right. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, that's it. I'm done with this. And I, I dropped that uh, IT and cybersecurity consulting business, put it down. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not my second or my third go around at business from the story that you just heard. Right. You can tell that that was some years back and I've worked on other projects and things since then. Mm-hmm. My point is the way that you interact with people is going to govern. Right. Whether or not they continue whether or not um, they have a favorable impression not only of you but of the people around you. Yep. Because when that was done, my my thought process was, oh, this is a thing. This is just how they move. Because mm-hmm. I was the outsider, right? I say all that to say, 
I think it's very important as someone who's stepping into the journey to just hold the door open. Right. Don't shit in the middle of the fucking runway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. You don't just have to aesthetically get it together. Right. You can internally get it together. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, and that that's the end for me. And if you have any closing, uh, you could go ahead and wrap it up after this. One of my mentors told me, it's not what's going on on the outside of the house that's important. It's what's going on on the inside of the house. That's all. In line with that, I, all, all I got to say is there's a lot of understanding because of the fact that we're human beings at the end of the day. We're not machines right. that are just constantly running and shit. Even with machines, sometimes they fuck up and make mistakes. Right. Right? In the process of getting the inside of the house together. Mm-hmm. Right? But what's really important um, with being a business owner is choosing to handle those mistakes in a way that is graceful for you Mm -hmm. and really offers you the opportunity to not only learn but to understand and connect with the other person um and continue business and continue business and that now the way that you've you've handled it um shoot that might bring you even more business, not just from that person, but that person telling other people, you know what? Like, I got to really respect so-and-so because... They're it, honest. They're honest. And, they, and then they went above and beyond to correct the issue. There you go. Right? So we've got understanding that, yeah, you're human. You're working on you understand that you're also dealing with another human on the other end of your business dealing facts (laughs) and with that I think that's all we got for you we out you want to say bye to the people laters